Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show tonight. Another episode of Near Disney, where uh, we, your local uh, Florida real estate experts, want to cover everything within a 25-mile radius of Cinderella's Castle. So let's jump into the theme show. I love our our opening graphic. That's a clip of Celebration Florida, the town built by Disney. I'm actually going to show a cool article that talks about uh, highlighting Celebration Florida a little later in the show. But uh, first, I want to share a cool community uh, Central Florida update with you about something that I thought was really interesting that's coming to our area. So. Surf's up. Developer wants to build a 15-acre wave pool in West Orange. So um, the Coral Springs-based company is going to move forward with plans to build a surf park at the site of a soon-to-close landfill. So one man's <laughs> trash is another community's treasure uh, <laughs> on Avalon Road. Nice. So this is really interesting. Uh, so basically... This would be a fifth, uh, a public venue would include a 15 acre wave pool capable of creating waves as high as 10 feet. Um, and uh, plans also call for restaurants and shops uh, for the 44 acre project that's uh, envisioned to drive professional and collegiate surfing competitions to a spot about 60 miles from the nearest beach. So that's kind of cool. I mean, when a lot of people think about surfing, first they think of California because of the dang beach boys. Uh, and then they think of maybe the coasts of Florida, but now you're going to have a really cool, I mean, this is, this, uh, this is like an artistic render, but this um, looks like an awesome facility to yeah, come to that kind of horizon West winter garden area where, I mean, it's kind of like, it makes me think a little bit about Disney with Typhoon Lagoon, with the way that they have those waves just kind of come in, except uh, this one would also be way bigger and accommodating like surfing. And surfing is, according to this, um, a big, uh, they're trying to make it a big deal. Uh, they're investing several million dollars on excavation to, you know, turn that landfill into this awesome pool. Uh, this will cost... I think they're estimating $45 million, according uh, to the company's chairman. But, you know, they're going to still put not just water, but like a volleyball court, playground, and even like some shopping. You you know, you got to have your gift shop, surf shop as well. And even says like educational programs. So, you know, maybe like teach, give surfing lessons. So that's really cool. I think that they were talking about, a focus on trying to get surfing to be considered an official NCAA sanctioned sport. And I think that they finally started to do like surfing at the Olympics, like the Tokyo games in like 2020. And it's been approved for Paris 2024. So this surfing as a sport is starting to be treated as a big, bigger deal. Kind of like we're seeing pickleball be treated like a bigger deal. <laughs> and uh, hey, uh, Florida is going to be ahead of the trend and, and try to try to accommodate it. Well, we don't just have, you know, that one is going in, but we also there is one uh, smaller, not to that scale, but there is one already operating in Margaritaville. And then Reunion Resort is also building one again, not to that scale, but it's becoming incredibly popular. 
And, uh, you know, why would you not want to run over there and surf for an hour after work as your workout, you know, if you don't live close to the beach? You know, yeah, it's the it's the sunshine state and all activities sunny. We're going to have it. So we'll continue to cover this and follow this to say like we've been covering Brightline and all the other uh, cool developments that are coming in and Epic Universe at Universal and stuff. So, yeah, this just sounds like an awesome new attraction for Central Florida, especially if you have that kind of active lifestyle. But I, I think you wanted to talk about some more of like the new construction development news, Sue? Yes, I did. A couple of weeks ago, I um, talked about some of the, uh, quite a few of the new builders um, in our area here. 25 miles surrounding Cinderella's castle and then a little bit around the edge of that. But there's a lot of them that had, um, you know, obviously started with some pretty huge incentives and then some started offering buy downs, um, you know, three to one year buy downs. And then they were doing, um, you know, two, one buy downs and 30 or $50,000 incentive towards closing costs. But what I highlighted a couple weeks ago, I wanted to add to it and um, put my glasses on for just a second. But um, these are a few more, um, uh, few more companies that are doing the same thing as far as um, establishing 30-year fixed lower interest rate loans for um, their customers. So the last time I spoke with you, DR Horton had not jumped into that. They're now at offering as low as 4.99 uh, fixed 30%, uh, excuse me, fixed interest over 30 years. They um, also right now have an $18,000 bonus as far as if you want to, you know, buy down more points. If you, you know, don't want to uh, go for their 4.99 loan, if you have like maybe a VA loan you're wanting to do. And uh, so then Polte Homes has also jumped in there. Uh, as you can see on the screen, they've got the 5.75. Uh, you can you know, start at that and it does go up, you know, obviously based, based on your credit score and your debt to income ratio. And then uh, Kehov Nanian, who um, builds a, also built a beautiful product uh, in homes here in Florida. They are also offering as low as 4.99. And uh, they're offering also quite a bit of cash to closing, uh, depending on the inventory home that you're looking at. So there's a lot out there. Um, we don't have slides for these next few, but I will highlight them in case you, it, you know, one of them is rings a bell and it's, it's a... Uh, it's a builder that you really like and you've seen their product and it's something you've uh, considered for yourself. Uh, Dreamfinders is our, also offering 4.50 and Taylor Morrison 4.875 fixed. Again, uh, the Dreamfinders is a fixed 30, 30, year, uh, 30 year rate. And Land C is another one that has jumped in recently and they're starting at 5.99. And then um, Richmond Homes. Richmond, uh, Richmond America is 5.50 starting. So, you know, I, I have not been in real estate for a very long time, but I have been predicting this. And I think I said it on the show the last time we talked about this, that I really felt I, we were going to see more of this. And, um, I think it's phenomenal and it's just, it's, I appreciate builders who are willing to jump in and not just give something that's a product that people are needing because they're still wanting to buy, but they don't want that, you know, necessarily the higher interest rate or they are not able to pay cash, but they're also making the economy continue to work and to continue to move forward. And so, and that that's huge right now. And uh, so 
thanks out shout out to all of those companies i just mentioned and the ones out there that i don't know about yet but uh we want to thank you and um because we believe that the dream home for someone should not be you know harnessed or or um caged up for any reason that we can possibly see a way out so anyway that was that yeah, thank you for covering that and following up on uh, that update since you talked about it last. Great to get those uh, rate updates and incentive updates because new construction we're seeing is continuing to be yeah. one of the most highly sought after form of new, I mean, of real estate right now as far as home purchases go. So we want to continue to deliver that to you. We've been covering up communities in our channel. And yeah, if you know of any other cool programs or any other great opportunities community, feel free to comment it or throw it in the chat. We'll look into it. Always share an article with us if you want us to cover it. That's We're happy to look into that for you too. Appreciate that kind of uh, engagement from, from our audience. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll move into something a little more fun. Now, when Virginia, who is nicknamed Cinderella, is <laughs> on the team, we kind of uh, like to bring up the fun, lighthearted uh, topics. But I thought uh, this study was pretty fun. It says that most Americans would buy a haunted house just to save money. And they've got this represented with the Three Stooges, but a, a particular lineup with the Three Stooges. They got Shemp in there rather than Curly. I don't think I saw this episode, but uh, that's okay. If you got a favorite of the Three Stooges, please comment who's who's the funniest. Obviously not Shemp. <laughs> so haunted houses are, are a real thing that we deal with like in the business. You know, people believe in they do they do believe and take that stuff seriously. So we take any concern of a potential client seriously when they bring it up. Uh, but well, I'll tell you a little bit of the nitty gritty here. More than half of Americans would be open to buying a haunted house and nearly three quarters would be open and willing if they could save money on a deal. According to Halloween season theme survey coordinated by Clever Real Estate, <laughs> most Americans, 62%, would only offer below market value for a haunted home with a one in three, 31%, claiming that they would offer it in 50,000 less if it was haunted. Uh, however, though, 48% said nothing could convince them to purchase a haunted house. That would be me. And uh, yeah, I'm just interested to hear, like if you got someone who would actually put that on a disclosure. And if you've ever, to our whole audience of thousands of subscribers, has anyone ever put that on a disclosure? Or you ever have you ever dealt with somebody who was saying, um, this is a home on the market, but it is haunted. And please comment that story if you would. I would love to check out that comment or comment what about it that they thought made it haunted. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe spare morbid details, but I mean, uh, that, would, that would be interesting because we, we covered on this show a while ago that the Disney did a publicity stunt on Zillow where they put the haunted mansion as an actual listing on Zillow with an incredible detail actually for um, – I mean, uh, for the promotion of the movie that came out this year, I still didn't go to see it, unfortunately, but there's been a lot of fun Halloween decor that's come out on account of the, the haunted mansion. Yep. I think they said like the price when they did, and this was a real Zillow page. It was like your soul. <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, it was pretty good. So if you already sold that, then. I don't know if you, if it's like one of those things you could take out two mortgages on your soul. Uh, so 7% say ghosts are the scariest aspect of home ownership. 
93% more afraid of repair issues such as mold <laughs> or termites or a leaky roof. Um, so, yeah, what's so scary about ghosts anyway? Is it like, I don't watch the horror movies much. Is it they eat you or they possess you or they take over your body? Like, what what, what are you afraid of when you see a ghost coming? Like, you know, like, <laughs> I think it depends on the movie, actually. I mean, and in real, in real life, I've never encountered one, so I would not know. Yep. Okay. Okay. I would so, think the possession, I would think for people in general, it would be the possession part of it, you know, the, the evil spirit type thing. So, yeah, it just, it just feels, feels weird, right? It's even if yes. it's being around, it's just weird. So it's 29% claim they've lived in a haunted house. So wow. people feel like there was stuff going on in one of the places they lived at least. Um, 40% who knowingly bought a haunted house said that the lower listing price convinced them. So, okay, we'll keep that in mind, you know, when we do our listing meeting. So here's the thing. 68% of respondents believe that the government should mandate sellers to disclose if a home is haunted. Because at the moment, such a mandate is not being considered by the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. So, <laughs> um, Good stuff to be uh, aware of here. I know that some states are different about disclosing if somebody uh, died or some districts different if they disclosing if a house is alleged to be haunted. Florida is not one of those. We do get asked about that sometimes, but, you know, try to disclose all known facts. So interesting stuff. Uh, just food for food for thought there uh, when you go to Disney. So. Speaking of Disney, I thought we'd bring up this interesting article by D Zen that shows us uh, some fun pictures here. It's 12 examples of Disney architecture. And one thing that's cool is it's going to show you some of to celebrate the 100 year of Disney. Just when you look at the um, architecture and the buildings that are built by Disney on like California or Florida, like do those have a specific look? And interestingly enough, it includes the town of celebration where our office is in, where that Disney did actually have a hand in building that town in the nineties. So we were going to see some pictures of the architecture and um, yeah, postmodern hotels and office buildings as well. And with the architects, the likes of like Robert Stern, Michael Graves. Um, so here we are with Disneyland monorail. If that kind of evokes that old time retro Americana look, I think comes into Disney architecture. And then of course, Cinderella's castle by uh, Herbert Dickens Raymond, 1971. Yeah. I mean, and that one's of course not inspired by old Americana, but by like kind of those like, uh, East, like a uh, Scandinavian, like castles, the giant ball. Yeah. The spaceship earth by Wallace Floyd, uh, design group, 1982. That came up. Well, that's cool. If you like are aware of, if you've been following this stuff since it started, of course, Epcot was supposed to be celebration Florida, mm -hmm. uh, as the experimental, uh, prototype community of tomorrow. It was it, instead of Disney, envisionally envisioning envisioning creating a cool uh, futuristic community like this where people literally lived and work uh when they actually realized that vision they kind of did it with that old-timey americana and a lot of people think that's very very charming this is familiar swan and dolphin resort by michael graves 1990 
And uh, yeah, with that lakefront view, really uh, bold, mm -hmm. focusing on geometric shapes topped with giant dolphins and swans. <laughs> 2,200 guests. Disney team uh, building by Arada Isozaki. 1991. Yep. Uh, Disney's headquarters in Orlando. 1,200 employees. Colorful building contains two four-story uh, wings. Oh, here's the awesome one. Team Disney <laughs> by Michael Graves again. And you've got the seven dwarfs all like off-raiding as pillars holding up the building, of course, with Dopey at the top here. I don't know if you get a good enough <laughs> picture. I wish I knew how to zoom in, but uh, that's fun. That is cool. The hat, the future animation building. Oh, and, uh, keep an eye out for that Disney 100th anniversary documentary thing that they're putting out. That's going to, they were just advertising like a special is going to premiere that's going to go over the 100 years of Disney. And they're even going to release some of the uh, old unreleased footage of the outtakes from Robin Williams doing the genie that have yet to be taken out of the vault. So look for, look for fun on that. Google it. That'll be a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. That'll be a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, celebration. Here we go. Some of the fun architecture that's in the town of Celebration. Here's the uh, the old town hall. This actually They actually put a new cool-looking building since then, but 1996, back when this was the Celebration Town Hall. It's now the 851 building. The post office looking super uh, yeah. retro future there. And, of course, the iconic uh, movie theater that is currently not uh, – open yet again but hopefully it will be repurposed into something really fun soon that those neon lights come on at night and it looks it just gives an iconic feel to the town so mm -hmm. yeah i think that's a fun look at exploring getting an idea of disney's approach to architecture and their own real estate how they how they make it look and how it's so charming and brings people from all around the world it does yes it makes it you know, you can't go anywhere else and see this. And um, so it's it's definitely, I think, something that everyone has on their bucket list that they want to do, even like you said, from across the world, that they want to come to uh, Florida and see what Disney has built here. And not just the parks, but the town of Celebration, too. Okay. Well, we appreciate that insight and appreciate everybody who tuned in anyone who wants to leave a comment or suggest future content i mean we do this for you we really take all of your engagement to heart so we don't think we won't create a whole video series off of one person's comment we've done it before because uh, we just so much appreciate that engagement and everyone who likes and subscribes and helps this channel grow and deliver the best of what's going on in orlando to you so this was another wine uh, down Wednesday, as we call it, and uh, appreciate you tuning in and uh, we'll catch you again next week. Yes. You guys have a great rest of your day. <laughs> All right. Our numbers are here. Uh, you can always just go back and pause if you need to get in touch with us for any of your real estate needs. We're more than happy. We were, these numbers really ring us and we're happy to show you property, talk about home evaluations or just the real estate market in general. In general so, yes. Have a great one. Bye-bye. Make sure that you subscribe and like so that we can continue to give you up-to-date information on all things that are going around the 25-mile radius of Cinderella's Castle because... 
This is truly a magical place to live.